0: What's up, howdy people, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Pow Palace Podcast. I am your host, Elle Lara Sala. I have just finished indulging in one of my biggest pregnancy cravings thus far, garlic. No, I'm not swallowing garlic, although I probably would, not gonna lie. Um, but I was at work today and I had the strongest urge that I think I've ever felt in my life to go drive 25 minutes out of my way and pick up garlic knots from domino's pizza not not garlic knots the parmesan garlic bites or whatever and let me just tell you i have never been happier i mean there's nothing like having a pregnancy craving and indulging in it and to all of you other pregnant women out there that may be listening to this podcast you deserve to treat yourself when you're pregnant Don't worry about it. You can have a little treat. You can have a little snack. You know, one of my, like, keys to being happy in life is that I never let the doctor tell me how much I weigh. (laughs) I'm not even joking. If I go to the doctor for any reason, pre-pregnancy or post, I am going to go on the scale, like they make me do every time I get there, and I tell the lady, the nurse, or the man, sorry, I don't mean to be sexist, I tell the nurse, I don't want to know my weight, They cover it with a piece of paper and that's that. And I asked my doctor, you saw my weight, am I healthy? Cool, cool, that's it. That is the key to living the best life, guys. You don't need to know. And I don't like, for example, like our generation before us, I feel like when they got pregnant, One of the first things they say when when you're like, oh, yeah, like I'm announcing my pregnancy, blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, yes, pregnancy was so, so awful for for me. I gained this many pounds and then I had to lose it all over again once I once I was done with you. And I'm like, okay, that sucks, I guess. But I don't need to know. I'm going to get fat. It's just going to happen. And you know what? I'm loving every greasy, garlicky second of it. Okay, judge me all you want but I love it. So that that's that. Thank you. Sorry for starting off in a tangent, but we all know why we're here and it's to complain about things, right? Another complaint I have, food related actually, is Chipotle. Chipotle sucks. I am so disappointed and so upset with Chipotle guys. It is one of my absolute favorite things. Speaking of pregnancy cravings again because I know I can't shut up about my pregnancy. I'm sitting on the couch after a horrible day. I'm having an argument with my coworker. She's like my my favorite coworker. I never argue with her and I'm upset, right? And I came home after, you know, being in a terrible mood all day, and I'm sitting on the couch thinking to myself what I'm going to do for dinner. And then I think to myself, oh my god, I have the strongest overwhelming urge in the world to get Chipotle, right? So, as one does, I door dash Chipotle. Now, explain to me why. Now, my order's weird. You're going to make fun of me. I'm very picky. It's okay. You can have at it. It's fine. I get a burrito with rice, cheese, sour cream, and steak. That's it. Yes, might be disgusting to you, but it is heaven to me. Okay. So I get it every time. That's exactly what I order every single time. And for some reason, the pat, I guess, since COVID started, maybe. The quality of Chipotle has absolutely tanked to a level where it's just, like, unacceptable. And I know there's extraneous factors, okay? I know not everything can be perfect, but I'm talking every single time. And this is coming from somebody who eats Chipotle, like, once a week. I know that's excessive, and I don't care. Chipotle is amazing. Oh, well, I'm sorry, correction. It's not anymore, and I'm sad. So I ordered this stinking burrito and it arrives. And I mean, it came from DoorDash. It's like 15 minutes away. So it's not hot anymore. But I know that. Like, I'm, I'm not stupid. I know it's going to get cold. So I'll just put it in the microwave. But I take a bite. Guess what? No cheese. No sour cream. Just meat and rice. If you can call it meat. it's bra- it, it, it looks like meat. doesn't taste like meat though it tastes something like cardboard mixed with charcoal absolutely disgusting but i have consistently been going to chipotle for years now and it's just been going downhill and and the 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 workers don't care and i gotta say like i understand working in a fast food restaurant of any sort it's not unless you intend to make a career out of it by becoming manager or whatever like it's not like you're there they're hoping to be there for the rest of your life. Usually it's a gateway job into something else. Like if you're in high school or something like that, or if you're having a really hard time finding a job, you'll, you'll take that in the meantime, right? Like, I don't know. Some people aspire to work there. That's great. And actually they do have some really good education programs. But the majority of the time, my experience has been absolutely terrible customer experience or service or both. I don't like it. I am not This sounds so like first world problems And that's because it is But you know what I'm fired up about it And I've had it in my notes all week To talk about how upset I was Because I took one bite of that burrito And I lost my damn mind (sighs) That felt so good Um Chipotle please sponsor me Anyway next So I have noticed That celebrities with veneers Are starting to get out of control Has anybody else noticed that? I have been complaining about it for a little while now, but I couldn't understand why all these people started looking really, really weird. I mean, I knew it was because of the buccal fat removal, which we talked about a couple episodes ago, but like the veneers are getting out of control. And the reason why I thought about this is because my friend said to me a few weeks ago, you know, I was thinking about getting veneers. No, stop. Your teeth are gorgeous leave it alone. We need to bring back natural smiles. Everybody today wants to look exactly the same. You want to have a chiseled jawline and a tiny button nose and flawless skin and arched eyebrows. And I mean, yeah, that all sounds pretty awesome. But like, you're not unique anymore. You want to change the facial, your facial structure that's been in your family for generations. People need to leave their faces alone. I don't care what you do with your body. If you want to like change up if you want to okay I'll say this if you want to get liposuction because it makes you feel better get it I'm all for it if that is a healthy decision for you to make at the time do it if you want to get a butt lift go for it not a BBL actually I'll take that back BBLs are incredibly dangerous and you should not get one and you know if you want to get some Botox here and there okay whatever who am I to tell you how to live your life but your smiles guys your smile is one of the things that makes your face you it's one of the things that makes you who you are and what you look like and people's smiles can be so personal and face defining you know and people think that having a gap is like ugly like stop messing with your smiles people you don't want to look like a horse I promise just I just really hope that in the future people stop messing with their faces when they don't need to. <sighs> but then again, like, how can I say that? Because I feel like you could do whatever you want to your body. This is just my opinion. Do whatever you want to your body. I will support you hundred percent, but it does make me really sad to know that there's going to be a lot of kids growing up, not being able to like see their own face reflected in their parents. That's so sad. Like, oh yeah, you have mommy's nose. No, actually, her nose was brought by Dr. Showerman at LA Aesthetics. That's the nose that she has. You don't have mommy's nose. I don't know. I just think of these things because I'm pregnant. And of course, if you didn't know by now, I, I'm i pregnant. And um, I'm, I'm thinking a lot about my upbringing and my childhood and like my being and how I'm going to communicate with my son and tell him how to love himself, you know? Because men struggle with body dysmorphia and, and, and all that stuff, too. It's, it, it happens to the best of us. But I would just really hope that one day he decides to love his features instead of change them. But either way, I'll support him. Okay, moving on. I saw the, sh- the show, the movie... Leave the world behind this week. And if you haven't seen it, it was really freaky. And it's basically about this family who goes, um, they rent a mansion on Airbnb or something like that, right? In a very small, um, te- like like a beach town. I can't remember if it's the Hamptons or so- It's like near the Hamptons, I guess, but very far away from like, like, uh, the, like people, and so the whole theme is like, oh, yes, yeah, the, the description said leave the world behind, so I've been so tired of being around people and clients, like we're just going to take a vacation, so they go, and a lot of weird stuff starts happening, the phone stops working, the TV stops working, they have no Wi-Fi, they don't really think anything of it at this point, but then the owners of the house show back up. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, everyone. If you haven't seen the movie, leave the world behind by now. But basically, lots of crazy stuff starts happening. The, the, um, the wildlife start going crazy. The main overarching thing is that uh, there's some weird entity that is making technology act weird making the animals act weird at one point you know the teslas all become self-aware and start driving into each other with nobody in it like and that scared me and you know what's so ironic about all of that guys like a week after that movie was released tesla recalled almost all of their vehicles because of a self-driving like software issue i'm scared I think technology has gone way too far and I'm really scared and I don't like it. And I would just prefer to have like 90s technology because it's too much. Social media is too much. Like, yeah, I use that for my podcast and that's cool. But like, it's too much. I don't think we as human beings were designed for people to know our every waking move and it's freaky and i just think that it's going a little too far and i'm scared of what is going to happen in the future like we are going to be our own downfall okay that's enough doom and gloom for right now that's a little bit too much so let's pivot and talk about the best thing ever which is christmas christmas is coming guys christmas is in what is this the 18th so christmas is in a week ish or exactly a week i'm bad at math we know this Don't ask me. So Christmas is coming up. And I think it's very important to acknowledge that sometimes holidays can bring up unpleasant memories of childhood or childhood trauma. And I would like to just acknowledge that sometimes the holidays are not the happiest season of all for some people. But it is for me. So I thought we would talk about the best thing ever, which is Christmas traditions. And... I want to keep this episode starting now, uh, a little bit lighter than usual. We always talk about stuff that's annoying to us, as I just did for the past 15 minutes. I don't have any regrets about that, but I thought we'd keep it fun, lighthearted, talk about the good stuff. I asked you all what your Christmas traditions were on my... um, my pouty Monday post on my Instagram. Just a reminder, I now have a website. So if you go to the link in my bio and you click on it, it'll take you to my website. And once you get there, there's a link that will send you directly to a form where you can fill out the answer to the question of the day, or I'm sorry, of the week. I'll put random ones up there. All the previous questions of the days, of the the week have been up there. So you can go back at any time and put in, an answer if you think of something later on and you're like oh I wish I would have been able to answer that go for it it's on there and I'll be able to talk about them in a future episode bank them up and um yeah so we'll get right into it guys my Christmas traditions I have a few um mostly they kind of started now like when I'm older I had a lot of Christmas family traditions but it's kind of the same thing that everyone does I feel like you know you wake up you go to church you come back home then you open the presents then grandparents show up you open their presents then you all sit around I think there's usually a football game on or something people are watching and you eat everybody's full you play with your presents, and that's pretty much Christmas, at least for me. So I feel like that's the main, like, formula for Christmas morning, give or take the church part. I haven't been to church on Christmas in a while. Um, I am going this year with my husband's family to their church for, uh, Christmas Eve. Um, and... I'm looking forward to it. They have a different type of service than I do since I was raised Catholic and they were raised Lutheran. So I've only been to their church twice. Once was for uh, an Easter service that I told them I would go to. And the other one is my sister-in-law's wedding was there. And I like it. It's really cool to see a difference in the religion. And I, I liked how small it was. That was really cool. So yeah, I'm going to be going to that this year. And something that was really cute, though, at my Catholic church when I was growing up is they would have the kids' nativity. I think they do that at the Lutheran church, too, probably. But they would have all the kids dressed up in either... You know, one one kid was Mary, another was Joseph. Then you had the the lambs, the sheep, or the donkeys, and somebody either had a live baby or um, like a toy baby, and that was Jesus. And they would kind of go through the night that Jesus was born, and it was just so cute. And the angels, oh my gosh, adorable. And I always thought it would be so cute to have my son do something like that too. So we'll just ha- we'll have to see where we end up with that, but I just loved that, and, um, this time, like, now, now that I'm older, we do a few different things, we do a light show, drive-in, every year with our dog, this was the third year doing it, because she's just, she's just so cute, and she loves it, and it's at this really big farm, um, That is like maybe 25 minutes away from our house. So we drive there every year, and there's this huge path of lights. You have to pay a lot of money. I think it was like $47 for one car to drive through and it takes about 20 minutes, 25 minutes, like it's not long, but it's really cool. It's kind of the same thing every year. So yeah, it's a little repetitive, but it does get you in the Christmas spirit and you get to see all the lights and the dog really loved it. And people bring their dogs all the time. And you got to see little kids, like their parents holding them out the sunroof, like that was adorable. And it just was so cool to see that being pregnant and thinking like, oh my God, next year we're going to have a dog and a baby in this looking at all the lights and it's i'm sure it's such a magical feeling when you're a little kid and you're going through something like that and you get to see all the lights like i can't even remember the last time something felt so magical like that you know like suspension of belief but it was really cute so we did that already and we listened to christmas music of course going through the whole thing and we get hot chocolate and it was great Another thing we do that's sort of similar, but I don't know, not really. There's this little, um, I don't know how to describe, it's a little, uh, like village, I guess. And there's shops everywhere and they always go crazy every year putting up lights um, on every single building on every single tree and it's like a winter wonderland it's way cooler in the snow but we have not been getting any snow guys like it flurried once or twice here for like 10 minutes and that was it but thank you global warming for um, ruining Christmas and it usually just rains in December now which is fantastic, and that's what we've been getting. Actually, I forgot to mention, just quick side note, uh, we, my area is in the middle of a flood right now, and it's kind of scary. And I woke up this morning to a text from my coworker saying, like, um, I'm lost, and I had to go on a detour because there were ambulances and trees down and accidents and everything, and it kind of feels apocalyptic a little bit. So everything's fine, but I just, I don't, like, the rain I would prefer snow at this point and I don't even really like the snow I like the first snow of the year because it's like oh yay snow yay Christmas time but it's cold and then once snow starts to like melt and it gets on the the roads then it's you got to be careful where you're driving and there's slush and salt and nastiness everywhere and dog pee galore and certainly not the nicest sight after it's been uh been on the ground for a little bit but the first snowfall was always really cute and like yay and then I'm happy it's over I don't really do any sort of like snowy activities when I was really little I guess a Christmas time tradition or at least a winter tradition would be this giant hill up by my parents house and all of the local kids would come and their parents would bring them and you would sled from the very very top all the way down to the bottom and it was like hardcore they had to put hay bales down at the bottom because kids were going down so so fast and I remember that I used to like hope and pray um that like my crush would be there when I was in like elementary school I was like oh my god I really hope that he shows up and he can see me in my night in my cute little snowsuit that was horrendous but I never had a uh a winter romance with my high school crush but it, it or I'm sorry, my elementary school crush. My elementary school crush. I was always hoping that they would show up. But it's okay. It's alright. Um so yeah, we did that the place I was talking about, the little shopping center like that's always so cute with all the lights. Um and it's a very Christmassy feeling little place. And I would just really like it if we could get some snow for Christmas. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I was really hoping that we would this year. I, I feel like Christmas needs to be snowy. And I'm sure you can all agree. Um, and one last like thing that I always did with my family on Christmas Day is that my... My mom would get all of the wrapping, like we would go open up all the presents and then my mom would take all the wrapping paper, actually all of us, and we would throw it into a huge pile after we were all done and sit in the pile in the middle of the living room and my dad would take a picture of all of us and he would film every morning us opening the presents. And my parents never disappointed. I mean, we had so many presents every year that it got to be, like, it, it's too much. Like, I had so much stuff growing up. Like, it was it was too much. <laughs> but they really did a good job of making Christmas the most special day ever. Like, there was so much stuff. And... I think I already talked about this, but I'm going to tell my mom when this kid comes, rein it in. He, you can give him like five presents from grandma, but not like 15 or 20 because she just loves to give. So that's cool. But anyway, let's get into your guys's answers. I thought some of them are so cute and I can um, I, I share some of them as well, of course. One person said, I'm Latina, and many other Latino families celebrate Christmas the night before on Christmas Eve by opening presents and going to church. When I was little, we would wait until 12 o'clock to open presents, but now we just do it after dinner. That's nice. Um, so what do you do on Christmas? I guess probably just go to another church. I, I don't know. Another mass. Um, but that's nice. I've... I've heard of this actually. And um, I always just wondered like, okay, cool. So what do you you actually do on Christmas? Do you just like hang out as a family and play with your presents and stuff? Because if so, that's really cute. Because I guess it does give you more time to like celebrate Christmas because you have the whole night before and then you have all day where you're not worried about like running back and forth or doing anything like that. So that's cute. And I actually heard that Sometimes people do this tradition where they'll open like one Christmas present the night before on Christmas Eve, but I kind of don't get that just because you're going to open all the other ones tomorrow. Like, why do you really need to get one present like eight hours before? I don't know. I'm If that's your holiday tradition, please tell me if you like doing that, why you do that, like who suggested that idea, but I never personally got it. But it's cool if you do that, I guess. I just think it's Christmas. Wouldn't you want to open up all of the presents on Christmas? I don't know. All right, next one. Every year on Christmas Day, my family takes a trip to the movies. We would pick one that was showing out of a hat and go for a matinee. We're not very religious, so we didn't do church or anything, but it was something fun we did as a family growing up until now. Tickets were usually cheaper on Christmas, too. That's a really cool tradition. Um... If you're not religious, of course it makes sense, because Jesus Christ is what it's all about, you know? At least for some, for most, that's what it's supposed to be about. Um, Keep keep Christ in Christmas, y'all. I'm I'm gagging at myself for saying y'all, I'm sorry. But that's a cool idea. I really like that. I love going to the movies, and I used to love going to the movies with my family, too. I think that's a cute little bonding activity for all of you guys to do, and I'm I'm guessing you would probably open Christmas presents in the morning and then go. I don't know, but I feel like that's cool, and, like, I wouldn't think that a lot of people would be at the movie theater on Christmas Day, so... You probably have the whole theater to yourself. Like you said, the tickets are probably cheaper. That's a really cute idea. If I was less traditional, I would totally do something like this. I feel like that's such a cute idea. What a, what, a nice, what a nice tradition to have with your family. Okay. My birthday is December 21st, so every year my husband and I go to New York to ice skate and go to the Rockefeller Christmas tree. It's a fun thing to do every year for the holidays... And finish Christmas shopping. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty popular, I feel like. I feel like a lot of people go to New York around Christmas time. And there's like a Christmas village or something, too. I got to be honest, I'm not like a really big fan of Christmas. Um, whoa, what am I saying? i um, New York. I am a fan of Christmas. Um, I'm not a big fan of New York. I'm not a city person, honestly. Like, I actually did New York for my bachelorette party. And... Two of my friends lived in New York. So I felt more comfortable because they were the ones that were like planning it. And of course, my ba- my maid of honor as well, but they all worked together. So I felt like, okay, because I was kind of in their hands and I just did whatever they had planned and had told me to do. But if I had to be alone in New York, I'm not down. Actually, I think it comes from trauma. Like, I... I used to go to New York with my dad growing up every year to pick up uh, olive oil that we had shipped over um, from Greece. So we would go into New York, but I never really like got out of the car. I would just sit there, and then on the way back, we would stop at a diner in New York, and that was pretty much all of the exposure that I had to New York um, until I think the first time I went to New York was to go to an opera with one of my um, boyfriends, His aunt was in the opera at the Met, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. And we got like VIP tickets because she was one of the stars of the opera. We got to have dinner with the cast and the crew and everything. So it was very like bougie. So again, it was like comfortable because it wasn't just us. But I do have trauma from New York because I was dating a guy in New York. I've talked about him before, but I was dating this guy in New York and he and I would just like see each other here and there. Either he would come down to where I was staying or I would go to New York and I would take a, a Greyhound bus. It la- it was like a two hour, two and a half hour drive. Um, and then it would take me to the train station and then I would take or the subway. I don't know, whatever. And I would take the train to the subway, I think. I don't know. I would take that to, um, like his where I guess it was like oh my god I don't know the words guys it would take me to the big station that everybody gets off at and then he would meet me after work and pick me up there and we usually were able to coordinate the time so I wasn't supposed to be alone in New York at all for any reason um he was usually he was always able to like coordinate it leave work and pick me up and then we would take the train or bus or whatever back to his apartment um but when I was leaving like either my second to last or last time that I went up there when I was leaving one day he told me he couldn't walk me to the station because um it was like really early or something and he was late for work I don't know what happened but he ended up being like are you cool like to just find your way there because you've already you've done it like four times now and I was like yeah Sure, why not? I I'm totally capable, um, and that was a lie. And I ended up getting completely lost in New York, and I almost didn't make my bus. Um, and I wandered around, and of course, you can't ask people in New York anything because they look at you like you are an alien. Um, they don't want to be bothered at all. So I just, like, cried. (laughs) I just, like, was walking the streets of New York early, early in the morning. And it was dark out. Like, that's how early it was. It was dark. And I was just, like, wandering around trying to find out, find where the hell I was going by myself. And I think ever since then, I've just been so traumatized. I ended up getting on the bus. Like, I ended up finding it some, by some miracle. I think I... I think I was too early, like, for the bus station to even be open or something. So I had to sit and wait outside until they opened it up. And it was cold. And that's another thing about New York. It's always cold. I don't like it. And I'm sorry to my friends who are probably going to listen to this who live in New York. I'm sure you guys, you can love it all you want. I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna stay here in my small town and I'll go to New York if I have somebody dragging me along where I need to go because I can I cannot be trusted by myself in New York. But I get the romance around the holiday time of New York and Rockefeller Center and, and ice skating and all that. Like That's cute, that's romantic, that's sweet. We've all seen Elf, we all love Elf. That is the romantic side of New York, okay? But not for me. I hope you enjoyed that, though. I also can't ice skate to save my life. I'm not even going to pretend that I can. Sometimes I develop this false sense of confidence um, for things that I know I'm not good at, but I just say that I am because if I say it enough, then maybe I actually will be good at it the next time I try it like bowling. I'm not that good at bowling, but you will hear me say that I am because I want to be. So I just tell myself that I am. And then I'm always humbled when I go bowling. But we're not here to talk about that. All right, next one. It says, oh, this one is just it just says Christmas movie marathon. And then it gives a list of the movies that they watch. And I've actually definitely seen these. So I think I'll just go down There's 10 movies here, um, classic Christmas movies, and I will rate them out of 10 candy canes. One through 10 candy canes. So Christmas movie marathon movies. The first one is The Grinch, which I just watched a couple of, actually last night. I watched it, or the night before, I don't know. Just watched it with my husband, and he hasn't seen it since he was like a teenager. And he was like shitting on The Grinch, and then we watched it and he was like, I don't know why I was shitting on The Grinch. It was actually a good movie. I give The Grinch a 7.5 out of 10 um, out of 10 candy canes. Okay, Home Alone, I also just watched that because um, it's a staple and I watched it while my husband put the ornaments on our Christmas tree. I give Home Alone a 7 out of 10 candy canes. Just because I feel like, I feel like I get more angry <laughs> than I probably should watching the, the, the movie. It's not like a I I don't know, for me, it's not like a cutesy, feel-good type of movie. I mean, there's definitely the moments. But like, I'm sorry, you left your child at home, got on a plane to Paris during Christmas time, might I add. And then didn't realize it until you were on the plane? After you'd been on the plane for like an hour at least, you didn't realize your your youngest child was missing? I mean, that's just terrible parenting. And I feel like Kevin McAllister is kind of a little brat. There's more than one occasion where he says, I hate you to his parents because they're not paying any attention to him because they're all running around trying to get ready to bring him to Paris. Like, be a little bit more grateful, child. Oh my God, I sound like such a mom. Somebody needs to check me if I ever get like this in real life, okay? Well, I am, I guess. So just start checking me now. But I give Home Alone a six out of 10. Don't hate me, please. Six out of 10 candy canes. Elf. We love Elf. I it's my favorite Christmas movie. It will never cease to be funny for me. I also loved a blonde Zoe Deschanel. She was actually like, I think 15 years younger than him or something when they were filming it. Like she was in her early 20s and he was in his like mid 40s. So that was a little weird, but I still think it was awesome. I give Elf a 10 out of 10. I'm sorry, no, no, no. I'm going to give it a 9.5 out of 10 candy canes because I am going to reserve the 10 out of 10s for like the really truly nostalgic Christmas movies. Like the next one Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I mean, can you get any better than that? Probably not. Santa Claus is Coming to Town. And the next one is Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Oh, and the one after that is A Year Without a Santa Claus. So all three, this, like, the trifecta of old, I think it was in the 70s they made these movies, maybe even, I don't even know, but they were early, and they were classics, and everyone knows them, and everyone loves them. So Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and A Year Without a Santa Claus, the, you know, the claymation ones. I want to, I don't remember the, like, the name of the company that made them, but, like, you all know what I'm talking about. Those are all 10 out of 10. Nostalgic movies. 10 out of 10 candy canes will give them an extra gumdrop award, okay? Those are amazing. And we got the Heat Miser and the Snow Miser. Like, we got the Abominable Snowman. You got the Island of Misfit Toys. What more could you ask for, you guys? What more could you ask for? So, 10 out of 10 uh the santa claus that's the one with tim allen i haven't seen that in a really really long time i feel like i almost like don't really care about that movie as much as everybody else does but i feel like whenever i do see it i'm like oh why do i always like why don't i remember how much i love this movie like it's such a cute christmas movie so we'll go with a 6.2 candy canes out of 10 um, for the Santa Claus, just because like, I don't have a personal connection to it. But it's a good movie. Um, Let's see, Charlie Brown Christmas. You guys are going to hate me for this. I don't care about Charlie Brown. I know. I'm the worst. You can say it. It's fine. You can hate me. But I don't care about Charlie Brown. I like don't understand why it's so like, I don't get the hype. I guess I'm just a hater. But for me, Charlie Brown gets like a two out of ten candy canes. It's okay; you don't have to agree. Um, please keep listening to this podcast, though. I hope I didn't anger you that much. But I never got the hype about Charlie Brown. Like, what? Ugh. Who cares? I don't. I don't know. I know that's gonna really upset people, so I'm sorry in advance. Another one that might upset people is my opinions on the Nightmare Before Christmas. That's not a Christmas movie, you guys. That's a Halloween movie, and it's a it's a bad one. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's disgusting. It's weird. I don't get it. I don't like Tim Burton in general. Creepy, creepy dude. I just don't like creepy stuff, I guess. Um, It's like my husband's favorite movie. Well, one of them. And I don't understand it. He made me watch it for the first time ever. I think like last year or the year before. And I was like, I don't like this. I don't. It makes me uncomfortable. I give Nightmare... Before Christmas, a one out of 10 candy canes. And my husband is probably going to be really mad when he hears this. But I love you, honey. And um, please forgive me. All right. Next is The Polar Express. Cute, I guess. Um, It came out a little bit like when I was a little bit older. So it's not one of those movies that I like link to my like early adult, early childhood, like The Santa Claus is Coming to Town or Rudolph, you know, like, but it's cute. Like I like it. I actually heard this ridiculous Reddit story once of this mom who got upset at her sister. I think that's what it was. But the mom got upset at her sister because her sister allowed her ch- the Okay. The mom's name is Nancy. The 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 sister's name is Barbara. Barbara allowed Nancy's kids to watch Polar Express while she was babysitting while Nancy and her husband went out to go and do something. And the kids were not typically allowed to watch um, movies that were rated anything above G. I think Polar Express is PG, but they were typically not allowed to watch like movies like that. And the kids were like three and no, they were like maybe four and six. They weren't little, little. They were young, but they weren't babies. So um, at nighttime, after the kids had watched this movie, and Nancy and her husband had come back home, put the kids to bed, sister left, those two kids snuck out of the house opened up the window, crawled out the window, snuck out of the house to go and wait by the train tracks that were by their house for the train to come for the Polar Express. Now, Nancy got really mad at her, at her sister and said, you're never allowed to babysit my kids again because you showed them the Polar Express and you should have known better because that's not a movie for kids. I'm sorry, I think your kids are just like dumb. Your kid, and also you didn't hear your toddler and sick-year-old sneak out of the house they're, th- come on, like they're loud. Opening a window and sneaking out of the house to go and look at a train, wait for a train. Anyway, I just always found that story to be ridiculous and I think about that every time somebody mentions the Polar Express. But the Polar Express, I liked it, I didn't love it. I give it a 6.3 out of 10 candy canes Last one is It's a Wonderful Life. Wonderful movie, beautiful, nostalgic True meaning of Christmas movie. I give it a 9.7 candy canes out of 10 candy canes. I think it's really good. I'm just not like... It wasn't something I watched until I got older. So for me, it doesn't have that childhood magic feeling. But I still love the movie. And I appreciate the movie. And I think it's beautiful. And it definitely deserves to be on a Christmas classic list. Maybe next year I'll do like a Christmas bingo or something. Um, and we can all watch together. Um, and then some other popular traditions that people wrote in, um, writing letters to Santa. Super cute. I'm sure I did that. I think I wrote into Santa more when I wanted to get my brother and sister in trouble. I think I wrote a few letters to Santa being like, my sister was mean and stole my hairbrush. She doesn't deserve anything for Christmas, and I think I even like put it in the mailbox. So, um, sorry <laughs> if you <laughs> if Santa punished you that year. Uh, get an advent calendar. I never really did that, but they're cute. I have one now from Trader Joe's that my husband is obsessed with. But the problem is I always forget to open it. It just has chocolate in it, but I don't know. I forget Every morning to be like, oh look at that! It's December 18th. Time to open little the little 18 pouch. Like, I don't really, I don't really care. I don't keep up with it. I know I should, but sorry. Um, decorate crisp gingerbread houses. I personally don't do this. I know it's a big tradition. My sister actually does uh, a contest every year like a local contest and this year she won second place which is a really big deal and I'm really proud of her and um last year she just got an honorable mention and I think she made one I think the one that she made this year was a Charlie Brown Christmas of course it was Snoopy on top of the Red Barn um and it was really cute and she won second place so good job awesome for you. You'll have to teach me how to do it. I actually feel like I would be pretty good at doing, uh, gingerbread houses. I just like never do it, but I feel like I'd be good. Like I used to be a cake decorator for Giant, uh, years and years ago for like two years. I will work in the bakery and cake decorate. And, um, I was taught by a professional, um, that trained everyone on the staff and so if you ever need a birthday cake or I don't know you want some roses put on a cupcake I don't know whatever I can do it and I still have all my tools too uh it does I am a little rusty but I'd say I do a pretty good job I can really if I have enough time I can really crank it out uh, bake cookies, of course. Cookies are the biggest part of the year, like of this of this time of year. Cookies, cookies, cookies. Cookies for Santa is one. Um, my mom always does a cookie exchange. So she just retired, but she was a teacher. And every year the teachers would all bake cookies and do a huge exchange. So my house was always, starting in like late November, my house was full of cookies. And my mom makes the best chocolate chip cookies in the entire world. You cannot tell me otherwise. People have tried. People have tried to one-up my mom's cookies. And I have shown them up every single time. And you know what's crazy? I can't make them the same way she does. And I have the recipe. But for some reason, she just has the magic touch. And she makes the cookies better than anybody else. She just, for some reason, she just does. They are the best chocolate chip cookies you'll ever have. And like I said, I will put you to the test if you think that your moms are better, because I promise you they're not. So let's go. And then the last one is Elf on the Shelf. I personally never did this. I think it didn't start until like somewhere around 2016 or something. I could be completely wrong about that. But I never did Elf on the Shelf. I just... It just wasn't a thing when I was a kid, I, I don't think. Um, but it's cute. I think it's so fun when people, when parents get creative with it. We do have one at work. My boss randomly saw one somewhere and was like, oh, I have to do that at the front desk. So now at my hotel, we have an elf on the shelf. His name is Joaquin. And um, we put him in, after Joaquin Phoenix, of course. Um, and we put him in random places. I even made him a parachute because... I'm not supposed to tell you guys this, so we're all in on this secret together, okay? Somebody has to move the elf. He doesn't move by himself because the rule is if you touch him, he loses Christmas magic. The whole point of the elf on the shelf is that they come to your house at the beginning of December and you have to give them a name it's always the same shelf or elf that comes back. So all, your elf is always returning if they've come to you already once. But the elf comes back every year. You have to give him a name and you can't touch him. If you touch him, he loses his Christmas magic. And the reason the elf is there is because he goes back and reports to Santa if you've been good that day. So every single night, he's bouncing between the North Pole and home. And then when he comes back, you find him in a ridiculous place, usually. The parents get creative with it, so I can't wait to do that with my kid. I think that would be fun, and I'm actually having a blast at work. I am the only one that um, moves him around, so I put him. I made him a parachute. I made him a swing. I made him um, like it looked like he was trying to rock climb up the up a beam. I get, I have too much time on my hands. I think, so I did that, and it was really cute, and it was fun, and yeah. I think I'll definitely be doing it when our son is here and he's old enough to enjoy it. It's going to take a lot of preparation, though, because once I go for something, I'm all in. Okay, so I have to be focused. Anyway, that's pretty much the end of the episode. I know we didn't do any submissions on crazy stories or anything like that this week, but I just thought we would keep it nice and light, seeing as how this is, you know, the, the most wonderful time of the year. And to those who don't celebrate Christmas, I hope you can still enjoy the holiday and winter and whatever you choose to get out of it. And I totally respect that. That's fine. You don't have to celebrate Christmas to have a good time around the holidays. It's just supposed to be a fun time. People are supposed to be nicer. And I do say supposed to be because when you work in a hotel and you are subjected to people who have been traveling all day, sometimes multiple days. You really see the ugly side come out in people, especially the holidays. Retail workers, God bless you around the holidays. I remember working as a cashier around the holidays, no matter what holiday, but specifically Christmas. You get people who are really feeling the Christmas spirit and are gonna be super nice. And then you get people who are overwhelmed, tired, cranky, and just basically want to kill you, but they hold themselves back. So instead, they're just really nasty to you. Why? I don't know. Uh, You're just a cashier. But I was made to cry on many occasions by horrible customers that just ruined my week just for no reason. Anyway, on that lovely note, I hope that you guys have a great week. And if you really want to do something nice for me this Christmas, you could share this episode on your story on Instagram, share it with your friends, share it with your family. Give the gift of L this Christmas and every day, really. And I hope to talk to you guys next week. Our next episode is going to drop the the day after Christmas, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to. So this one drops tomorrow, of course. And then the next one will be Tuesday right after Christmas. So I can't wait to tell you guys all about my holiday and if it went good or bad, but I'm really hoping it went good. Just remember to be kind to each other. Be nice to your family and your friends. Remember that it's all about Spending time with family and showing love to people and be kind to those who can't find it in their hearts. All right. Oh, and don't stop complaining. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.